Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged. Welcome back to the Kidmen Huddle. I am in the car on the way back from a Kids Matter Conference planning trip. We were doing some logistical planning. So hopefully the background noise isn't too bad in the car. It's kind of an experiment because I got so much going on. I'm like, why not multitask, right? I got another, I don't know, hour and a half in the car. So I thought I would come and just share some of the things that have been on my heart lately. And there's a lot of thoughts. So we're just going to pick one theme for today's episode. And that's on knowing kids. I've talked about this before. If you've heard me speak in person or... Um, you've seen stuff that I've done in the I Love Kidmen Facebook group. You've probably heard this, but man, I feel like I just can't stress this enough. My sister-in-law the other day told me a story about one of my nieces. They go to a larger church, a very large, kind of like a satellite campus of, of a multi-site church. And uh, this is my four-year-old niece. And she, on the way to church the, the other day, did not want them to remind her teachers of her names. She was so excited to go to church and she wanted to see if her teachers remembered her name. And they get there and the teachers didn't. And her little face, I mean, you could tell that it bothered her. She wanted to be known. She wanted to be remembered. My first memory of this is when I was, it was actually the year that I was I was called into the ministry. I was 16. I was working at Vacation Bible School, and I was finally old enough to be an assistant teacher instead of just a helper. And I was in the threes and fours class with a former preschool teacher. Uh, I'd worked in the church for, for a really long time, and she couldn't remember the kids' names. She never got their names right. And every time she would call them by someone else's name, their little faces would just fall. Kids want to be known. And it's really more than a want. It's a need. They need to be known. And right now, we're a couple years, I mean, I guess we could say past COVID, we're kind of still in the effects of it. But we're, you know, a couple years after the, what do we want to call it? Like the the bulk, the, the hit, the big part of the pandemic, right? And we're kind of in the, the effects of it. And we see so many things popping up with kids. They are questioning who they are. They are struggling to interact socially. They feel less value in who they are. They are getting their gratification. Their sense of worth is coming from social media. You know, you got to get enough likes, enough followers, all those things. Our kids are struggling. We live in a time, and not that it's just now, I'm sure it's always been, but perhaps it's just a little more prevalent now, where kids aren't necessarily loved unconditionally by their parents. I'm sure you guys are in the same boat as me. I have kids at my church who I do not believe they are loved unconditionally. And that breaks my heart. They need this. Our kids, man... Satan's fighting really hard for them. Because if you want to mess up the world, if you want to, in his messed up mind, win the battle, he's not going to win the war, but he might win a couple of battles, right? Where are you going to go after? You want to break down the church? 
if you want to get people in large amounts to stop following God, where are you going to attack? Kids, right? The next generation. And he is fighting. It feels like to me he's fighting overtime for our kids. He's wanting them to feel worthless and unloved and unworthy and all of these things. And that's where we come in. Absolutely, we are supposed to tell them about Jesus. Yes, that is the goal. They need to know that they are a sinner, that the only way they can have their sins forgiven, their relationship restored with God is to follow him because Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, the son of God, sacrificed his life on the cross for us. And if we choose to believe in and follow him, we can have our sins forgiven and receive the gift of eternal life. This is the core of what we do. But alongside of that, I think our kids need to know who Jesus says they are. They need to know that they are a wonderfully made, deeply loved creation. That he thinks they are awesome and wonderful and amazing and lovely. That he says they are all these good things. And that starts by you and your team knowing kids. We have to know their names. Like, if you are bad with names, you need to be playing some name games. Um, for you, if you like, if you're like me and you like the really practical, here's a fun name game just to practice. It's, uh, I, I've been doing it for like 20 years, maybe. I don't know. It's called the Wampum name game. You need a stick, like a pool noodle or a foam sword, and you have everybody sit in a circle, and one person's in the middle, and you give them said stick sword thing, and you, the leader on the outside of the circle, start by saying a name. Well, the goal for the person in the middle is to tap the person whose name is currently being said. So if your name is said, you want to call someone else's name. So the person in the middle has to try to tap, you know, gently, because we don't want to hurt anybody, the right name. So, you know, okay, you call the name Amber. Well, I'm going to call Bob. Bob wants to call whoever. You know, you want to keep kind of passing the name, and the person in the middle has to be fast enough to get the name. So there you go. Wampum name game if you are still confused send me an email and I'll try to help you out. But you need to know their names and you need to use their names. But that's just step one. Now, practically, you need to know allergy information, pick up, who's authorized, all those things, those important facts. You need the statistics of how often is this child coming to church? You know, what is their home life? Where are they at spiritually? Those are all things that you need to know. But that's not knowing the child. And you need to know the child. You need to show them that you care about them. So talk to them. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Or Facebook stalk their families, right? Oh, I saw that you were at Lily's house for a sleepover. Was it so much fun? What did you guys do? Find out about them. My first group of kids at the church that I'm currently serving, they're now teenagers. They're driving and I kind of hate it. But my, my 15, 16, 17 year olds, they're bringing friends to church because, you know, teens are little social butterflies. And I'm able to greet their friends by name. Now, these, they've got like friends for life kind of friends. But it's the same friends that they had. And so just this past Wednesday, one of my girls, one of my teens, brings a friend that hasn't been there in a couple of years. And I greet her by name. 
because I know her, because I know my kids. And I take the time to learn about them and their lives, what they're into, who their friends are, what their friends are into. Because do you know what this says to a child? When you truly unconditionally love and care and know them, it shows that they're important. It shows the love of Jesus. And that is what our kids need right now. It is not just a want. They don't just want to be known. They want to be known. They need to be known by Jesus. They need to know that they matter. Right now, identity, and I don't just mean the gender identity issue, which is a whole different issue, but identity is a big deal. I'm seeing this with grown-ups. There was a retreat at the Kids Matter HQ last week. And these strong, amazing women leading and rocking in their ministries. When I told a story from my life, they're like, yeah, that's me. You, Kidman leader, you might be struggling with who God says you are. You might be wondering, are you good enough? Are you loved enough? You know, at this retreat, I shared about my relationship with friends and the struggle that it has been for the last, um, man, I got to do math on the fly since I was 18. There you go. You can do your own math. I'm 35. Now you do the math and grownups that are leading, that are secure in their calling and their salvation. They're struggling with identity because what does Satan want to do? He wants to stop anything related to God. So he's going to sit and he's going to whisper the lies to you that you don't matter, that you're not good enough. You're not creative enough. Your lessons aren't as good as the lessons at the church down the street. Your VBS, it's never going to be as big. You're not called. You're not blah, 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 blah. He's going to whisper those lies to you just like he's whispering those lies to our kids. So who does God say you are? Well, he says you're known. You're called. You're chosen. You're loved, you're wonderful. So maybe we need to remind ourselves more frequently. Your identity is not in what you do. You are first and foremost, way before a Kidman leader, you are a son or daughter of the King. But he says you're amazing. You're loved, you're chosen, you're forgiven, you're redeemed. Maybe you need to remind yourself of that more often. Maybe you need to be reminding your team. But you for sure need to be verbally telling your kids this. But then with your actions, because it might be kind of awkward if you're just going up to all your kids and being like, you are wonderful, you are loved. And if that's your personality, go for it. But what do your actions say? even those hard to love ones. And you all know what I'm talking about. How are you showing them that you know them? Because Jesus calls them by name. He calls them by name and he calls them wonderful. How can your action show the same thing? A couple of practical things. Um, one, use their name, call them by their name. Um, work really hard to remember visitor names. 
especially, you know, obviously you don't know their name if they're a visitor the first time, but those repeat visitors, those ones that maybe come with a friend periodically, grandkids, we have a lot of that at my church. We have grandkids that come a couple times a year and it's okay to ask them their name, but try to remember. Do you, you smile at the kids? Do you seem excited that they're there? High fives, fist bumps, hugs if the kids want the hugs. Um, please follow your church's policies against hugs and physical contact. Make sure that you are acting appropriately, of course. But is your body language showing that you're excited kids are there? Is your face? Man, my face shows what I'm thinking. Um, and sometimes you got to make it have a good expression. Is your area showing you're glad that kids are there, that you're welcoming them? Is the verbiage and the language that you're using, is it encouraging? Is it to build up? Is there more than just you in your church? I am a small church. I am the Kidman team, basically. I've got a few helpers. Um, but I want to make sure because I don't have a lot of Sunday school rooms and I don't have a lot of extra helpers. But man, I make sure that I've got other people at my church. So maybe it's a VBS worker. Maybe it's just a sweet gal that loves kids. How are other people pouring into your kids? What is the church culture about your kids? Is the church body as a whole making them feel loved and wanted and accepted? These are all conscious things that you need to do intentionally. Show the kids Jesus's love because he says they're amazing. They're wonderful creations, the apple of his eye. And they need to know that. In a world that is telling them they're not pretty enough, they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, in a world where kindergartners are getting put on depression medicine or suicide watch, I don't think we can ever tell them enough what Jesus says about them. So how can you work it into your existing curriculum? Can you make posters and hang them up in your, in your hallways, your classrooms? The bathroom mirror. You are beautiful. You are loved. That might be weird in the boys' bathroom. I don't really know. You might want to might want to check with some guys. I don't know how they would feel about that. But I just really, I can't encourage you enough. Know your kids. You want them to be at church because that is where they will hear the life-changing, eternity-changing message of Jesus. But you should also want them to be at church so that they can feel Jesus's love. Let your church, your ministry, your classroom be a place where boys and girls come in and they feel loved on by Jesus. And when they walk out of your room, when they walk out of your church doors, they know each and every time who Jesus says they are. And you, Kidman Leader, Make sure you're reminding yourself you are known by the Savior. He calls you by name. He thinks you're awesome. And what you do matters.